thanks for listening. I'm Chris Wagenti, a voice actress with voiceovers by Gypsy. And this is Who Gets It Naturally. Music was composed and performed by V. Caritis. I'm not selling anything, diagnosing anything, offering any cures, or replacing your doctor. If you're pregnant, please consult your doctor before trying anything new. Everyone is different, so you may need to tweak the recipes a bit to work for you. Always start with the least amount of essential oils. You can always add, you can't take away. Remember, these remedies don't last forever. You need to reapply as needed. If you're allergic to any of the ingredients I use, please substitute for something you're not allergic to. Just because it's natural doesn't mean you can't be allergic to it. Welcome to Episode 9, Frankincense and Myrrh. This is the last episode for Season 1. Season 2 will start on January 1st. The holiday season is upon us, and this is the time of year when people start reevaluating their lives, plan for the coming year, even make resolutions to change. A big one is always quitting smoking. If you haven't listened to that episode yet and one of your New Year's resolutions is to quit, give it a listen. No matter what you decide to change, remember, you are the only one who can make it happen, and it will take some time. There's no special formula, one size doesn't fit all, and you need to work at it. Just about everything we do is a habit. It takes about three months to successfully break or change a habit. You have to be consistent and persistent. If you have any questions or want some extra help getting started, feel free to reach out to me. I'll help where I can. This is also the time of year when people reflect on their blessings. Gratitude makes the world go around. And when you really think about it, there's a lot to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my family and friends, all of you who listen, and even some of the difficulties I faced, especially this past year. A little adversity makes you appreciate what you have even more, and it's also a pretty good motivator. The new year brings new beginnings. I'll be making some small changes and a few additions to the format. I'll be interviewing people via Zoom to add to select episodes. For example, a very good friend of mine is an LMT, licensed massage therapist, whose favorite essential oil is Clary Sage. I'll be interviewing her for an episode on that. I also have a very good friend who has an herb garden I'd like to interview. Personally, I could kill weeds. So I'm not exactly the best to be giving tips on growing your own herbs. If you have any suggestions or something you'd like to learn more about, let me know. If you know someone who excels at growing their own herbs and spices or makes their own products and they'd be interested in a quick interview, have them reach out to me. Or let me know who they are and I'll reach out to them if that's easier. On to today's topic. Most major religions have a major holiday or celebration in December. And since most major religious tomes such as the Talmud, Torah, and New Testament mention the use of frankincense and myrrh, I thought now would be the perfect time to discuss the properties and uses of them. They're also referenced as incense and or scented oil in the Eastern Orthodox, Oriental Orthodox, traditional Roman Catholic, and Anglican Episcopal churches, as well as in Islam. Frankincense and myrrh are both specified by name to be used in anointing oils, embalmings, and purification rituals, and were two of the three gifts brought to the baby Jesus by the three wise men. The third was gold. I was raised Roman Catholic. I can remember incense of frankincense and myrrh being burned during midnight mass on Christmas Eve and at funerals. Way before oil, the Arabian Peninsula became rich from trading frankincense and myrrh. They were both also used as medicines and an embalming since, like, 
3000 BCE. They complement each other, and where there's one, there's usually the other. Frankincense and myrrh are both resins derived from trees native to the Arabian Peninsula and the Horn of Africa. The trees are wounded, they bleed a gum that forms a resin, the resin is scraped off the tree and either ground into a powder or processed for essential oil. Frankincense, also known as alabanum, comes from Pazuelia trees, native to Somalia, regions of Yemen, Oman, and parts of India and Pakistan. A milk-like juice oozes out of the incision in the tree trunk, which, once exposed to air, hardens into a resin that contains a volatile oil used in incense and perfumes. Myrrh, which is derived from the Arabic myrrh, M-U-R-R, which means bitter, has a bitter taste, however, does have a pleasant aroma. The gum has a yellow to reddish-brown color. There are two main varieties of myrrh. Herberol myrrh comes from Camaphora myrrha, which grows in Ethiopia, Oman, Yemen, Eritrea, parts of Saudi Arabia, and Somalia. Bisabol myrrh comes from Camaphora erythrea, which is an Arabian species. You may recognize bisabol from the ginger episode. Bisaboline is a major chemical compound in ginger. You'll notice some overlap in the uses and properties of the two. Frankincense and myrrh are often used together. Ancient civilizations used them to embalm their dead. The antibacterial and antimicrobial properties helped protect the bodies from decay, which is also why some of the mummies were really, really well preserved. Purify holy locations and ceremonies as aphrodisiacs to enhance spirituality as fragrances and perfumes and incense to improve their scent both personally and in their homes, to preserve food as well as to flavor food, and medicinally curing oral issues, coughs, bronchitis, reducing inflammation, breaking up masses, and treating skin afflictions. They have been shown to have analgesic, anti-allergic, anti-anxiety, antidepressant, antifungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, insect repellent, antioxidant, antispasmodic, antiviral, aphrodisiac, astringent, expectorant, ophthalmic, sedative, and anti-cancer properties. They heal a variety of skin ailments, including acne, wrinkles, and discoloration. Here's a fun fact. When Egyptians burned incense, the leftover ash was ground into what they called coal, K-O-H-L. This is what they used as that black eyeliner like you see in all those pictures of ancient Egyptians like Cleopatra. Ladies, if you ever paid attention to your eyeliner colors, many of them are called coal blue, coal black, coal green. This is where that comes from. I'm guessing they still use those names. I haven't worn makeup in like 10 years. One of the ingredients used to make those colors is chromium, one of my major triggers. Frankincense and myrrh are used in perfumes and cosmetics. Frankincense is also very popular for soaps, powders, and creams. Myrrh has been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to be used as flavoring, fragrance, or as a stabilizing ingredient in beverages, cosmetics, drugs, and food. You can buy myrrh over-the-counter in powdered form and use it to make tea. Too much myrrh can cause extreme physical weakness, nausea, and vomiting. I've never taken myrrh internally, as far as I know. I do put three to five drops of therapeutic-grade frankincense oil in my 20-ounce water bottle every other day or so. I admit it's an acquired taste, but then again, I'm a freak. I have not had a cold or flu 
not even a fever in over five years. Ayurvedic medicine uses myrrh to heal skin conditions and inflammation. Chinese medicine uses frankincense and myrrh in tandem because they have complementary actions. Frankincense reduces stiffness of tendons while myrrh gets the blood circulating. They also use myrrh to heal all types of wounds, women's ailments, and to dissolve masses. This is due to myrrh's stringent and antiseptic properties. It's used in toothpaste, mouthwashes, to heal sore gums and tonsillitis, and as an expectorant. Frankincense reduces inflammation caused by arthritis and other conditions, gastric disorders, pulmonary disease, skin ailments, to stop bleeding, reduce asthma attacks, reduce phlegm buildup, and to stop vomiting. It was used to calm inmates on death row before being taken to wherever they went to have their sentences carried out. It's used in aromatherapy to calm, inspire, relax, and cleanse. You can put it in a diffuser, on a cotton ball, in a bottle with a spray cap, distilled water, and a little bit of vodka so that it all mixes. Most of the information I just gave you, I got from a great report online. Frankincense, myrrh, and balm of Gilead, ancient spices of Southern Arabia and Judea. You can check it out at https colon slash slash www researchgate.net slash publication slash 282-748639. It is awesome. It goes much deeper into the religious aspects, a lot more than I did. It digs into all the ancient aspects and has an awesome section on the spice trade route that was called the Incense Trail. Frankincense and myrrh are both being heavily researched for all the possible benefits. Frankincense can reduce joint pain caused by osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, can improve symptoms of ulcerative colitis and IBS, can relieve asthma symptoms and clear congestion, can improve oral help and prevent gum disease, can have anti-cancer effects, not only reducing or eliminating tumors, but also help reduce side effects of cancer treatments, may help lower blood sugar levels, may reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, may help reduce heart disease, may promote smooth skin, may improve memory. And these things are all still being tested, so I kind of have to say may. It is relatively safe, like most things. If you're pregnant, please consult with your doctor before trying anything new. It may also interact with some medications, mostly blood thinners like warfarin and NSAIDs. Myrrh essential oils properties are antioxidant, anti-cancer, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, antiparasitic, for relaxation and for skin health, anti-aging. I've got a great recipe I'll be sharing soon. It's great to use in aromatherapy and in massage oil. It's used as an antiseptic in mouthwash and toothpaste, as an analgesic to soothe toothaches, and can be used to ease bruises, aches, and sprains. Studies show that myrrh added to sunscreen with an SPF 15 was more effective at blocking UV rays than the sunscreen alone. Myrrh by itself didn't have any advantages. Hmm. Other studies show that myrrh may help kill mold. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what the antifungal property does. Again, do your research and use your critical thinking skills and some common sense. As with the other spices I've talked about, how much you should use and how to use it depends on you and what you're trying to accomplish. 
It might be harder with frankincense and myrrh. It's amazing how much further you need to dig to find studies on these two. And they are probably the two biggest heavy hitters whose uses have been documented longer than most. I don't offer a lot of specific uses for them for several reasons. B, they are on the expensive side. One, they are such heavy hitters you only need one or two drops for them to do their thing. A, they are the perfect enhancement for any of the recipes I make, like Double Play, the antifungal spray I make with cinnamon. Adding frankincense gives it just a little extra kick. Frankincense and myrrh are like the dynamic duo of essential oils. Think of them as your secret weapons to be used in the most dire emergencies, kind of like the icing on the cake. There's really a lot you can do with these two essential oils. You can add a few drops of myrrh to your face wash, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, body lotion, or to your favorite carrier oil and just massage it into your skin. You could add frankincense to just about anything, hand soap, lotion. It's in my hand sanitizer in Itch Relief. I used it straight up on my scorpion sting. You can add it to carrier oil and massage it into your skin. You can burn incense of either or both to get the aromatherapy benefits or use some in an oil burner or diffuser. And you don't have to wait until December to use them. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to email me at vobygypsy at usa.com. That's V-O-B-Y-J-Y-P-S-E-E at usa.com. You can follow me on Twitter at vobygypsy, Instagram vobygypsy, or LinkedIn. Search either Chris Wagenti, Who Gets It Naturally, or VoiceOvers by Gypsy. Don't forget to download this episode and make Who Gets It Naturally a favorite on your preferred channel so you don't miss any episodes. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, and whatever else you celebrate. Thanks for listening. Join me next time when I talk about Clary Sage Essential Oil.